the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Okay, we're talking with uh, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. Her new book is out. It's called MTG. Is this a true autobiography? Did you write this all yourself, or was it, you know you were you had somebody do some ghostwriting and you quoted them? Because I'm looking at some of the reactions since it's been released, and of course your haters are going to hate it without reading it. They're going to say it's trash, and that's what they're doing. But but uh, how much of this did you, did you write yourself, and how do you find the time with all of the work that you have to do in Congress? So we have a very busy schedule, uh, traveling back and forth to Washington and. and- back to our own districts and and I do a bit of traveling across the country as well so it wasn't it wasn't something I could knock out quickly like some authors do uh, but it but it's it's you know it's really good I'm glad to have had it finished um, and I'm I'm hoping people read it and I look forward to hearing what they actually say instead of the trolls that are just putting fake comments you know on on different websites where they haven't even read the book. They're just trashing it in the review. Yeah, well, and you expect leftists to do that to you because they despise you and what you stand for. What I'm really surprised by, Representative Green, MTG, is people like Laura Loomer. Um, she's a Trump supporter. You're a Trump supporter. She's quoted as saying about your book, what a shameless grifter, disgusting to be profiting off of the suffering of J6ers, end quote, saying that your book was trash. She's a colleague, or not a colleague in Congress, but I mean, she's an ally in terms of being a supporter of President Trump. What do you make of Laura Loomer? Uh, I'm, she's an internet troll. She is not a colleague. She lost two congressional races. Uh, she was someone I endorsed her in the first race and uh, didn't endorse her the second time because she ran against another conservative when I had asked her to find a seat to run against a rhino. And um, it's really a shame. I've never attacked Laura Loomer. Uh, I've never said, you know, I, I, don't, I don't really associate with her. She's, she's basically no different than internet trolls um you know it's it's i don't know why she's saying that uh, and i don't follow her on social media so i don't pay attention to what she says and most serious people don't pay attention to laura loomer you know she has she has really difficult problems with mental illness she's been hospitalized before and and has some has some serious issues uh, I would agree. So she's not someone. She's not someone credible, and you know, I, I really could care less what she has to say. Yeah, and and I'll, I'll add on to the January sixth part. She's never done anything for January sixth defendants. Uh, she never even talked about the issue, from what I've been told, until it became a popular thing to talk about. And I have fought for January sixth defendants since the beginning, and I have a chapter in my book on it on January sixth, and I hope people read it. Uh, because I was the first Republican member of Congress and first first uh, of anyone, really, other than attorneys, uh, to go to the D.C. jail and, and see these people. And that was back in November of 2021. 
Okay, we're talking with uh, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. Her new book is out. It's called MTG. You do cover J6 in one of the chapters. Let's talk about that a little bit in two ways. First, I want to read a criticism of it and get some clarity from you. Then I want to talk about J6, the videotapes being released last week by the new speaker, and talk about where it goes from there. The Guardian reported that you falsely claim in your book that no Democrats remained in the House chamber on J6 to defend it from supporters of Trump who stormed the Capitol in a bid to stop the certification of Joe Biden's 2020 election victory. That's their language, by the way. You wrote, quote, several of the Republican congressmen said, we're going to stay right here and defend the House chamber and began barricading the door with furniture. And you noticed that not one Democrat was willing to stay and defend the chamber. Democrats like Jason Crow say that is a patently false statement. What's what really happened there? Well, there's photographic evidence of what I say is true. Uh, there's pictures <laughs> of Pat Fallon. Uh, Mark Wayne Mullins um, and, and other Republicans actually barricading the door, and they were the last ones that stayed in the in the House chamber. Uh, Democrats were too busy trying to put these plastic bags with fans over their heads. They were panicking. Um, they were just completely uh, out of control. I think, what was it, Eric Swalwell was laying on the floor or something like that. There's pictures of all of this. Um, so... I don't really care what Jason Crow has to say. And we know Democrats have lied about January 6th from the beginning. What do you make of, and I don't know if you cover this in the book or not, I only have some excerpts. What, what do you make of AOC saying in the in the following days that she felt like she was going to be raped? She she thought this was going to be some full-on mass, uh, you know, killing and raping event, kind of like what happened on October 7th, long before October 7th ever happened in Israel. She literally kind of painted the picture that way. What, how do you respond to people who uh, who went so over the top like that? You know, AOC is someone I've challenged her multiple times to debate me because I find her so incredibly unintelligent and she lies constantly. Um, She's just she's not someone to respect at all. I think she spends more time making makeup tutorial videos on TikTok than she actually (laughs) does doing anything serious with her position in Congress. And, um, you know, I even dedicated a whole chapter to her in my book. Uh, debating her incredibly ridiculous Green New Deal uh, climate change policies that I think are the biggest scam, biggest grift uh, in modern day history. And and really dangerous, actually. It's going to destroy our, our energy and our ability maybe to even survive in America. If they take away wood burning stoves, if they take away um, combustion engines, if they continue to go after anything that emits carbon, which is human beings uh, ourselves, um, the Democrats and the Green New Deal and AOC uh, are, are really, they're, they're dangerous to our very existence. So, yeah, so I wrote a whole chapter uh, against her, and uh, I don't take her serious. I served with her on the Oversight Committee, mm-hmm. and she's constantly interrupting and saying, why can't we do anything important like women's reproductive rights and abortion? And, you know, every time she says that, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm all in. We can have Planned Parenthood come in here and ask them uh, how many baby body parts that they have sold uh, from all the abortions that they've done. And we can talk about how many um, uh, dollars that she's taken in her campaign from these these murderers, uh, uh, Planned Parenthood. So I, I, I would love to take her on, but she she's been too scared to take me up on it. I would I would probably buy that if it was on pay-per-view. I'd be willing to pay to see you debate her because I agree with everything you just said about her. That would be that would be I astounding. offered it. 
I actually offered that. I said, we could do this uh, for donations. And I told her, I said, you could split half and I can take half and we can donate it to whatever good cause we want to. I mean, I tried everything to talk her into it, but she's terrified of me. Well, maybe I wouldn't want that to happen if that's the offer, because she'd take her half of the proceeds and donate it to Hamas or something. And and that's what I want to talk about. (laughs) I want to talk about the Hamas squad, Representative uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. She, of course, is on that. Rashida Tlaib is the the founder of the Hamas squad. But there are, what, 18 or 19 or some odd Democrats in the House that are essentially full-on pro-Hamas. Now, they call themselves pro-Palestinians, but with Rashida Tlaib, she is, of course, leading the from the river to the sea, which we know what that means, wiping out Israel and every Jew therein. Um, you tried to get her censured. Um, the language didn't appeal to some of your colleagues, particularly referencing insurrection, which gave you know uh, some credibility to the allegations of a J6 insurrection in the mind of many, including Representative Max Miller, whom I spoke with after the fact. So they wrote a different re- resolution of censure, and that one did pass. She doesn't have to stand in the well, as I understand it, though, and actually take the censure uh, firsthand personally. What is your what is your reaction to the way that whole thing played out? And is there anything more coming? Well, you know, that's been my problem with Republicans all along is they're weak and they never hold Democrats accountable. And I talk about that in my book. This is why I ran for Congress. We know who the Democrats are. And if you take them at their word, they're the most dangerous party. They're anti-American. They're against our Constitution. And they're destroying our country. And But it's Republicans that I get so frustrated with. So I attack Republicans often just as much as Democrats because they never actually take action that will stop the Democrats. My original censure resolution, and I led the effort, by the way, uh, no one would have done this if I hadn't have started it, uh, was actually talking about October 18th when Rashida Tlaib gave a speech that launched 1,500 people descending ceasefire now terrorists on our Capitol complex, and they came in the Cannon House building, which is where my office is, and occupied, illegally occupied our building, where over 300 of them were arrested. Well, we went down there when this was going on. I did the whole thing on live video, and myself and my staff, we went around, and my staff was able to get pictures, take pictures and recordings of the organizers as they were texting one another, and they were so clever to do that. And we have photo evidence of, of their group chats on their cell phones. And one of their group chats was called Global Intifada. Intifada means Arab uprising and jihad. Mm-hmm. This is exactly who Rashida Tlaib is organized with. And that's why my central resolution was right all along. Because if January 6th was an insurrection, so was October 18th. And what we have to do is we have to start forcing the Democrats to live by their own rules. And, but you know what? Unfortunately, I didn't have enough Republicans that had the courage to do that. So they passed a much weaker uh, form of a central resolution that, like you said, didn't even make her stand in the House well. It was just like a little baby slap on the wrist. And I don't think that's how you deal with terrorists that are members of Congress. Let's talk about another resolution that you introduced just last week, and that is one to protect our border by firing and holding accountable the man responsible. Well, overall, it's Joe Biden is responsible for the uh, uh, open borders policy of this uh, of this administration. But Alejandro Mayorkas is the secretary of Homeland Security. You're on that committee. You introduced a resolution. Once again, eight Republicans voted with the Democrats to not um, uh, impeach Alejandro Mayorkas. How do you react to those eight Republicans? And tell me what the steps forward are from here, because it continues to get worse. 
Well, people need to understand the details on this. So I had introduced articles of impeachment on Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas actually last Congress and again this Congress. So those impeachment articles had been sitting in the Judiciary Committee for six months with no movement, even though we are watching and living and suffering under this national security crisis created by Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas and the Biden administration as they are completely violating and breaking our border laws. And two of my constituents uh, were just recently killed in Texas in a terrible car accident where an, a 17-year-old cartel member was smuggling illegal aliens into Texas. And that's when I just got completely fed up of waiting. So I pulled my articles of impeachment and reintroduced them as a privileged uh, resolution on the House floor, forcing it to a vote. And I was absolutely outraged. And I think the entire country should be outraged that eight Republicans voted with the Democrats to send my articles of impeachment straight back to the committee they came from, where they will receive no attention and no movement. And my question for those eight Republicans, and, and four of them, by the way, four of them actually serve on the Judiciary Committee and did nothing with articles of impeachment. You know, my question for them is how many dead Americans have to pile up before they will actually impeach Mayorkas? He is the easiest one to impeach, and they didn't even have the courage or the backbone to do it. Is We're talking with Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. We're talking about her new book, which just dropped. It is called MTG, as you can imagine. Um we're going to talk about Jewish space lasers, too, in a minute. But but how much of this really is at the feet of Mayorkas as opposed to Biden himself? I mean, Biden tried to pass this on to Kamala by saying she's the border czar. And, of course, she did absolutely nothing for three years now except for pretend to go and talk to uh, other countries and talk about the, you know, the reasons for the, uh, you know, the, the mass migration and so forth, the root cause. But but I don't care if it's Kamala. I don't care if it's Mayorkas. Ultimately, these are the policies of the Biden administration that have led to eight to nine million people coming in in the last three years alone. Don't we really need to go to the to the to the real root cause there, which is Joseph Biden and impeach him? Oh, of course we do. But let me explain reality to you and everyone listening. And it's a reality that disgusts me. Look, I introduced articles of impeachment on Joe Biden for the border also. And guess what? We can't even impeach, impeach Mayorkas. Can you imagine us trying to impeach Joe Biden for the border security crisis? Let me, let me let everyone understand. We have a serious problem with Republicans in Congress. They are unwilling, completely unwilling to hold anyone accountable in the Biden administration. And I'm a Republican and I work with all my colleagues and I am frustrated and furious with them. And so... I I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but what makes common sense and what everyone on the outside thinks should be done, we literally have a GOP majority that refuses to do the right thing every single day and and is completely unwilling to hold the Biden administration accountable from the top down. Yeah, it is disgusting, and I agree with you and your anger and your frustration over that. And you're right. We should be able to get to somebody like Mayorkas. We should be able to get to somebody like Merrick Garland uh, and, and, and before we even get to Joe Biden. But unfortunately, we just don't seem to have the stomach for that. Let's go back into the book, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. Let's talk about one of the most famous criticisms of you. Uh, in 2018, you put something on social media in which you essentially blamed, quote, Jewish space lasers, end quote, for the wildfires in California. You didn't hide from this in the book. You addressed it. Tell us what what, what you did and what that meant. 
<laughs> well, without giving that chapter away, I certainly did address it. Jewish space lasers is a phrase that I never said. As a matter of fact, I'd never even heard of it until my name was trending on uh, Twitter one night. It was trending number one in the nation along with that phrase, uh, Jewish space lasers. And I was like, what are they talking about? It was an unbelievable attack against me, a smear like any other. Um, they labeled me anti-Semitic. I absolutely am not. Um, that is so untrue about me. I'm a Christian. And, and of course, I support Israel and stand with Israel and the Jewish people. But it, it was something. And so I addressed that issue in a whole chapter in my book, uh, MTG. And I hope people get a copy at mtgbook.com. I, I tell a lot of stories in there, uh, the stories behind the headlines. Um, tell some, I tell personal stories. Some of them are funny. Some of them are really sad. Some of them will make you angry, and, and some of them will flat out shock you uh, because what, what a lot of people may think they understand um, because they've read it on social media is not really how it is uh, in, in reality and also in Congress. So I, I really hope people get a copy and, and get, a, get a couple copies. Throw them in the stockings at Christmas time. Um, this is a good read, and I really pulled back the curtain to tell well, people what's happening. To back you up on what you just said, even Snopes, left-wing Snopes, has uh, has declared the allegation that you said Jewish space lasers as a mixture. They don't say flat-out false, but they don't just say true and verify to try to take you down the way many of the left-wing haters do. They call this a mixture mixture and say you did not say exactly that, and they and they, they go into the, the weeds on it. But, but that's a good sign as well. MTG is the book by uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. Thank you so much for coming on. I wish you the very best of luck with the book. Keep pushing, keep fighting, and we hope to talk to you again. Thanks so much. Happy Thanksgiving. And to you as well. Thank you, Representative Green. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.